Hey guys, how's it going? Today's episode is brought to you by Tacticalories Seasoning Company. They are based out of Webster, New York, and they offer high-quality seasonings such as Adirondack Smoke Barbecue, Hand Cannon Honey Habanero, and my personal favorite, Bosco Blend. You can check them out online at tacticalories.com and find them on Instagram at tacticalories. Welcome to episode 8 of the JD Outdoors podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JD underscore outdoors 1773. My guest today is going to be my brother Jeremy and we are going to talk about our favorite bands from each era starting in the 60s going all the way until present day. How's it going? It's very nice to be on the show. Very excited to talk about this today. I think we have a lot of good uh Good talking points that we can bring to you uh to you guys listening out there amen i agree and um we're just gonna kind of dive right in uh start with how we got into music so uh we both grew up listening to rock that our dad showed us um and that started our love for music at a very early age and there was a few bands that we listened to like right off the get-go Tragically Hit, Bare Naked Ladies, Goo Goo Dolls, and The Beatles. Right, Jeremy? I yeah, I would, I would agree. I think uh, I think everybody, when they listen to music, have turning points. And I think for us, those were you know kind of the four major ones. There were other bands, obviously, and we'll kind of get into that in a little bit here. But I think those were the four that kind of really got us into music and showed us what was out there. And then we kind of you know evolved our music taste off of those. So um, a lot of the bands that we're going to talk about today are also big influences for us. So... Yeah, I agree. I agree. So how we're going to do this, guys, is we're going to go in order, starting in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 2010s, and then present day. And then from there, we're going to go into a little bit of detail of each band, our favorite album from them, and we're going to give you one song that we think you should listen to if you haven't, and... We're, we're, there might be some pauses because we're going to have to look stuff up and whatnot, but regardless, we'll try to make this as smooth as possible for you guys. So, let me pull up my first favorite album, or favorite artist, rather. From the 60s, my favorite artist is The Beatles. It's basically a no-brainer yeah. <laughs> for me. I... Couldn't have chose anyone else besides the Beatles because they just Let It Be was one of the first, if not the first albums my dad ever showed us from the Beatles. So it's kind of just ingrained in my brain. So that being said, my favorite album is going to have to be Let It Be. Um, I believe... This was their second to last album, because Abbey Road, I think, was their very last album. But regardless. And my favorite song off of that album, hmm. Not to be cliche, but Let It Be off of Let It Be. It's just got a killer guitar solo in there from George Harrison, and it's just a deep, amazing song. And so I, I definitely that let it be, let it be by the Beatles. That's my favorite. I yeah. gotta say. Overall. I would I would say that uh, 
for the Beatles, it's tough because they have, I mean, they have so many different albums that it's kind of tough to pick. But, you know, I mean, Let It Be Again was, for us, the first one that we remember listening to. And I think that was just uh, a very monumental moment as far as, like, the band who revolutionized, you know, what would be considered rock music, right? Um, and, and I would agree, Let It Be is a phenomenal album. Um, there's definitely a lot of albums by them that I admire, but I would say that for me, I think one of the the overall best albums from front to back would be Abbey Road. I think that was just a really well-made album. Uh, a lot of really good guitar riffs on that album. Uh, very good singing by, of course, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Um, so I would definitely say that, that Abbey Road and Let It Be are, are, for us, probably the two biggest albums for us. And then obviously there's other work in there that we, you know, we really enjoy, but. So what's your sixties band, the Beatles? No. So I, the, the tough thing about the podcast is, you know, a lot of the artists that we wanted to pick, we both wanted to pick. So we kind of both were trying to get out of the box and pick different bands. So for me, it would be Led Zeppelin. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, when they think about the first time you hear really great guitar that was different from what everybody else was playing, I think of Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page is, you know, considered to be one of the greatest, you know, guitarists of all time uh, with a very unique guitar tone and sound uh, that was very different. And then, of course, Robert Plant, one of the best front men of, of all time. Uh, but for me, when I think of Led Zeppelin, the first album I think of is Zeppelin IV. Um, that was a big one, uh, which is also my dad's favorite album, but that was a big one for us that, you know, Stairway to Heaven and Black Dog and, uh, Misty Mountain Hop and Going to California. I think a lot of those songs just had such great guitar in it that it was, it was just so easy to listen to. Um, and then of course you have Zeppelin 1 and Zeppelin 2. And I mean, there's so many great albums. And, uh, for me though, my favorite song by Led Zeppelin, uh, and if I was going to recommend one would definitely be... Uh, Dazed and Confused off of Zeppelin 1. I think that song has great lyrics, great guitar, um, very, very 60s, 70s, you know, vibe to it. Um, but that's just a, another great album by Led Zeppelin for sure. So No doubt. I, I got to agree with that. That would have been my second choice. And just Zeppelin 4, man, you really cannot yeah. beat it. It's Zeppelin 4. Like, that's all you got to say. There's yeah. Nothing... You know, but uh, physical graffiti really good too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can't go wrong with the Beatles or Zeppelin, and you cannot go wrong with uh, dazed and confused, dazed and confused, or yeah. let it be. You know, exactly. For sure. I think I think in those two bands in the sixties, I think the nice thing about you know you picking the Beatles and me picking Zeppelin is I think we kind of chose opposite ends of the spectrum as far as the way rock and roll sounded, and I yeah. think. Uh, that kind of encapsulate encapsulates the beginning yeah. of the era and the end of the era. So. Yeah, because the Beatles were more like, I don't want to say pop rock necessarily, but a little bit in that arena, and Zeppelin was more closer to heavy metal for what it was yeah. back in the day. So it's kind of, yeah, like he said, different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So moving on to the 70s. Yep. Now, for me, this was not a hard decision to make at all. I went with Genesis. Yep. My favorite band probably of all time. When I thought 70s, I was like Genesis all the way. And my dad's favorite band as well is Genesis. And we've, he, he like, not, not as early on in life, but a little bit later in life, like, 
the last 10 years, he started really throwing Genesis on me, and I just fell in love with him. And um, my favorite album and album cover probably ever is Foxtrot by Genesis, 1972. And favorite song off the album is Hard to Choose, but at the same time, it is definitely not because it's such a famous song. Supper's Ready, yeah. which is... Let me pull up the exact time for you. The, the song is 23 minutes and 6 seconds long, which is astonishing. And every minute of that song is pure gold it tells a story it has a high point low point high point low point again and it it just captivates you and the song ranges from everything from pop rock you know prog rock to heavy metal parts of the song and it is just encapsulates so much emotion and it is yeah and i think like for us i think genesis was always one of the ones that you know i got into genesis a lot later than than my brother did. Um, but for me, you know, the, the argument was always Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins. And, you know, it, I, I love both of them. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think me and I think Jordan would agree that we're both Peter Gabriel yeah. style a little bit more. But uh, Phil Collins has really good stuff, too. I remember there was a concert. I don't remember which one that my dad and I were going to in Toronto. And I remember he played uh, Man on the Corner off of Abacab which is uh, very poppy compared to what earlier Genesis with Peter Gabriel was. But I remember it was just so different, but it was so good. Um, And, you know, I think for you, like you said, Foxtrot is your favorite album. I think mine is definitely Selling England by the Pound. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Dancing with the Moonlit Night is just the, I don't know, the, the vocals that he does right at the beginning when it's just him is just amazing. And then, you know, Steve Hackett coming in with his uh, guitar, just an absolutely phenomenal band, and if you haven't listened to them, you definitely should. Um, just, yeah, and, and the other thing that we both love about them is any Genesis song you listen to, they all tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are simple, some of them are really intricate and have a lot of detail to them and, and things like that. But if you really listen and you end up looking at some of the stories, I mean, they are, they're pretty out there, but they're, you know, yeah. very, very entertaining. Yes, for sure. So what about you for the 70s? What's your... Yeah, so I wanted to go a little bit different with mine so I went with Queen um I think when when I look at at music from the 70s right like the first thing that I think of is Queen and uh my dad if he listens to this he'll laugh he's not the biggest Queen fan so this one I found on my own but um my favorite album by Queen is definitely gonna be uh Night at the Opera uh and then my favorite song on that album and probably by Queen overall is going to be Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think a lot of people would agree is uh, their their best song, or at least well best well-known song. Um, but, you know, I, I think everybody in the band was phenomenal. And then when you look specifically at Brian May on guitar and Freddie Mercury on vocals, it was just, they were making music that that was very experimental and doing very different things that other people weren't. So I think when you think of the seventies queen stands out as, you know, kind of one of those iconic bands. Mm-hmm. And if you have not heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody by now, you've been living under a rock. Gotta say it. It is I agree. a very well-known song, but if you haven't heard it, still go check it out. Cause it will change your life. 
And, you know, the last thing I'll say with them is, you know, I think Brian May in in general is one of my favorite guitar players. And, and real quick story, because I don't know if a lot of people know this. So Brian May's guitar, his main guitar that he uses, him and his father actually built out of a piece of driftwood. And, you know, they put all the pickups and electronics and hardware on it and everything like that. So a lot of people that try to, you know, recreate or, you know, capture what sound he used. It's, it's very hard to do. And I've tried to do it myself and it's, uh, but it's very unique, but any one of his solos you listen to, they just have such a, a great tone to the guitar, very rich, very creamy. It's, it's just a, an absolutely amazing tone and a great guitar player. And then, you know, you pair that with Freddie Mercury, who is, has some of the best male vocals that I've ever heard. You know, it's just, it makes for a really good band and a very entertaining uh, band to listen to as well. Very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I guess from there, let's go to the 80s. So I'm going to kick this one off because I think this is a big one for us. So the 80s, I immediately, every time, think of Van Halen. So Van Halen is, for us, a, a very big eye-opener as far as how crazy I think music can can sound. So for me, when I think of Van Halen, um, there's obviously so many great albums that they have. Um, and you know, it's, it's tough because again, you kind of get into that argument of, you know, you have Sammy Hager, um, and then you have David Lee Roth, which David Lee Roth was in the, in the beginning. Um, but when I think of the eighties and I think of, uh, Van Halen, I mean, the first album, obviously Van Halen is amazing, but when you start getting into, uh, like Diver Down, which came out in 1982, uh, that has uh, one of my favorite songs, which is uh, Dancing in the Street or Pretty Woman. Both very, very good songs. Um, but Van Halen just revolutionized the way that music was played and sounded. I mean, Eddie Van Halen was using crazy, you know, flanges and phasers and all these different sounds that, you know, nobody was really using before. And, and you know, again, with his tapping technique and how fast he plays, I mean, it's just it's it's phenomenal i mean most people would say that that eddie van halen is one of the greatest guitar players ever and i would agree with that yeah um but anything you listen to by them is is amazing when you start getting into the sammy hager i think you start getting into a lot of the very poppy van halen Mm -hmm. um which isn't bad by any means but if if you really want to hear the heavy stuff it's it's kind of tough because you're talking late 70s early 80s for that but uh definitely a great band if if you ever if you haven't listened to them you, you should yeah i agree and for me my favorite album by them Probably Fair Warning. Yeah. And the song Unchained off of it is absolutely insane. Uh, that would have to be my pick. But yeah. Um, yeah it's tough because they just band. have so much good music. Yeah, you really it's, can't. And, and that's, it's tough because a lot of the bands we pick have so much discography that it's kind of hard to pick, you know, which ones. And obviously we're trying to stick to the era. But, you know, I mean, Van Halen starting from the 70s all the yeah. way to the, the 90s have just great yep. music. So. For sure. So what's your pick? um, For me, this was a little bit difficult because I was going to pick Van Halen as well, but I had to find a different band. So I went with U2, which a lot of people should know. um, But my favorite album by them is definitely The Joshua Tree. It's got to be. And that was in 87... And 
right from the first three songs, you have three hits. Yeah. And then the rest of the album is great. Um, my favorite song, hmm, is probably With or Without You, song three on the album. And it's just, it's hard to choose between the first three, but I'll have to go with that one. It's just yeah. such a good song. And the whole album is very, um, not deep, but kind of like soul touching a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like it's just very. Very, I can't think of the right word, but once it's, you listen I'd to it, say you'll know. It's emotional, but not yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's just a sonically great album, and I think yeah. that there's a lot of, uh, you know, again, Bono on lyrics, you know, just oh, absolutely yeah. amazing. But, you know, for me on that album, uh, I, I would say that's a great one, but me, it's Where the Streets Have No Name. I mean, when you first listen to that album and that's yeah. what you started off with, it's it's very hard not to listen to the rest of the album, you know? And, oh, there, yeah. and there's times that you do that. You start listening to an album, you listen to the first two songs, and then you kind of just, you know, think that the rest of the album is going to be like that. And this album is, it's all sonically very similar, but I think they're, you know, all the songs are very different, which is, you know, a good thing. Um, but yeah, for me, it would I, I would say that this is definitely my favorite album. I think most people that are into U2 would say that Joshua Tree was. Yeah. But kind of the first one that got him in, and then obviously there's so many other good ones up to you know late 90s mid 90s that are you know just amazing so yeah and then uh what are we on next we're on uh, 90s i'll let you go first because i'm excited about mine so late 90s well not late 90s sorry just 90s in general mine specifically is 1998 but i gotta go with the goo goo dolls they are such a solid band from rough and tumble beginnings in Buffalo, New York, yeah. you know, which is not our hometown, but it's very close to our hometown, so we're very proud of that. And my favorite album by them is going to be Dizzy Up the Girl. Cannot go wrong with it. From front to back, it is a phenomenal song. I actually, or sorry, excuse me, phenomenal album. Yeah, I had the luxury of seeing them on a tour twice at Shea's, theater playing dizzy up the girl front to back and i got to see it twice and it was absolutely mind mind blowing both times yeah hearing that and every song is great on it it has several hits like slide iris but my favorite song and i would agree and i think my brother yeah my brother's gonna agree is hate this place which is the very last song on the album, and it just sums up the album so amazingly yeah. that it's it's hard to believe. We were, uh, you know, last night, me and my brother, we were kind of going over what we were going to talk about, you know, for the podcast and kind of getting everything set up and ready and whatever. And we were talking about, we were listening to the album, and, and that song came up, and we were, you know, just talking about how that was kind of like... Uh, you know, a fuck you moment to the, the the way that they were perceived before this album came out. And, you know, we were talking, obviously, Name, which is on Boy Name Goo, which is the album from before, uh, was kind of what got them on the radio and kind of got them going. And then, obviously, Iris came out, and I think that was kind of what yeah. blew the doors off. You know, on top of the fact that you have Broadway and Slide and Black Balloon, and you, I mean, you have so many songs on that album that are just, you know, amazing, but... And uh, I agree with Jordan. I got to see him once. He got lucky. He got to go one more time than me. But I saw it with him and my dad. And, 
you know, I've always loved the Goo Goo Dolls live. They always have sounded very good live. And, uh, you know, when you get to hear an album like that, that for us is so iconic. That was, you know, one of the first things I think either of us ever remember listening to was that album. And I think uh, Boy Named Goo Again was another one. But I think for us, that was like a huge, huge turning point, especially for me. A lot of the, you know, reason I got into acoustic guitar specifically and started playing was because of John Resnick. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, absolutely phenomenal band. We got to, we got to meet them actually in 2006, yeah. I believe it was. It was when uh, the album Let Lovelin came out and we got to meet them at a record shop that was in Buffalo and uh, we got autographs on, you know, CDs and whatever. And it was a very, very surreal experience to get to meet them. Um, but yeah, I mean, Goo Goo Dolls for us is just such a big staple and it's, it always will be. I think that's, you know, anytime we don't know what to listen to because we just have so much it's like just play Goo Goo Dolls it's always a good you know good whatever album you listen to from their first you know grungy punk stuff all the way up to the you know kind of poppy stuff that they're doing now but I would agree that uh Dizzy Up the Girl by them is is my favorite album as well yeah uh, and it's and Hate This Place is my favorite song there's yeah, no arguing it's, that it's hard to hard to beat that and, and we've seen them live so many times they're one of our very first concerts and every time put on a good performance so. yeah and and the last thing I'll say too is you know Robbie who is the the bass player he's also a singer in the band he uh he usually has one to three songs on the albums it depends on which one you're listening to but on that album I think are his his strongest songs I mean Am I Gone is uh yeah you know it is based off a funeral home that's in Buffalo but I mean it's just one of his best songs as far as upbeat and kind of getting you going but uh you know just again phenomenal album if you haven't listened to it please do. Um, out of every Goo Goo Dolls album, that would be the one that I think both of us would would definitely recommend. Yeah. So, and then uh, so to so to go over to me, so mine's a little tough, not tough for the the choice, but because they kind of started in the late '80s, like I think their first yeah. uh, album came out in '87, um, but it, it was kind of in that era, so I I picked it. But mine is easily Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know when when we were growing up, when we first heard Appetite for Destruction, which is the album that came out in '87. That, for me, changed my life completely. That was when I realized that I wanted to play electric guitar, I, along with my dad. My dad is the, the biggest reason I, I started playing guitar, but Slash is, is number two. I mean, he was just everything about the way he played and his attitude and everything like that. I was just always very enticed by that. Um, so my album, even though it is we're talking about the 90s, even though it's the late 80s, is Appetite for Destruction. But, I mean, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 were phenomenal albums, great songs on both. You have, you know, Knocking on Heaven's Door, November Rain, Civil, Civil War, which yeah. is, you know, just a phenomenal song. Um, but but I think Guns N' Roses was kind of the turning point for 90s music. I mean, you had Axl Rose, who is, again, all these bands that I'm picking have incredible people in in the bands. But, I mean, Axl Rose... Phenomenal frontman. One of the the most unique voices, I think, is how raspy, but how much of a vocal range he had. Yeah. Um, and then along with, you know, you have Izzy Stradlin, other guitar player, and you have Duff McKagan on bass, and you have Steven Adler on drums, and then, you know, later in the end of the years, Matt Sorum. But, you know, Slash was just, I think he was, him and Axel were the two that were kind of in the front of the, the band. And, you know, obviously... Slash went on to do after Guns N' Roses, and I think it was 96, he did a couple solo projects. He did uh, Snake Pit, which is another really great thing with Slash in it. You have, uh, you know, three or four solo albums. He did the two albums with Velvet Revolver with, um, 
Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Scott. Ryan. Scott Weiland. Uh, rest in peace, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, just some phenomenal work by that. And like I said, I can't say enough about him. And, and the one thing I will say, my favorite song by them is Paradise City. When I think of just energetic, what they wanted to kind of encapsulate the band to be was, I think, Paradise City. Um, but the one thing I will say about Slash is if you have never watched his uh, solo of the Godfather theme, yeah. definitely look it up because he, any one you watch, because he plays it different every time, it's just incredible guitar playing. And, I, and I've and gotten lucky and I got to see him uh, solo with my dad in Toronto and then we together all saw Guns N' Roses yep. when they reunited. I believe that was in 15 or yeah. 16. Yep. Um, but I mean, the, the guy just... It sounds the exact same live that it does on the yeah. album, and it's it's crazy because he's such a fast uh, and very melodic player. So I think for me, it would it would yeah. have to be Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I, you know, for me, for Guns N' Roses, I gotta go with November Rain. Yeah, because yeah. it tells a story, which I like that in songs, and it you know it has so many different elements to it with yeah. the piano and the orchestra. Oh yeah. The orchestra and, changes the, the way yeah. that song is. And it's, I think one of the other things that you and me both have talked about that we really like about that is it isn't the, the raspy grungy yeah. guitar. It's he, you know, he dials the tone back and he's got that really creamy, yeah. you know, solo to it. And I think that goes to show how good of a guitar player is. Cause sometimes, you know, people cover up with, distortion and different effects like that but i mean that goes to show that he's just you know that yeah. good of a guitar player and and then axel rose very different style for him more of the kind of laid back singing not really yeah. the grungy screaming you know that he usually does so yeah very very good album though and, and by far one of if not my favorite band of all time so yeah and can't go wrong with anything i think from guns and roses honestly no none of these bands you can't go wrong with anything that they've made but it's just there's stuff that's better than others but yeah. i mean for the most part we love these bands because yeah. we can listen to anything by them and, and exactly. be entertained so so this is now this is, we're into the early 2000s which was which had a wide variety this is where it from, starts getting interesting for and me. yeah and it was a little difficult to decide a lot of these were difficult to decide the 60s was the easiest for me 70s i could have gen or sorry Genesis, 70s, that was pretty easy, but I yeah. could have also gone with Pink Floyd. Yeah. You know, 90s, I could have gone with a few different bands. I could have gone with the same band I went for the early 2000s, but, yeah. you know, it's and, just... And the one thing I'll say for you guys listening to is, you know, we're not disparaging any other bands no. by any means. These are just personally for us, like, yeah. turning points in our lives with these bands and, you know, what we personally think is the best. Not to say that anything else is bad. I mean, there's so yeah. many honorable mentions that we could go through that... You know, it's, it's kind of crazy, so we kind of just stuck with what we got. But uh, before he goes, the, the next band I will say, me and him were going to pick, we both picked this. So it's kind of tough because I ended up picking something different. But, you know, our feelings for who he's about to mention is yeah. so much higher than everything else. This was, yeah. for both of us, a very emotional turning point in our lives. Yeah, and a very, we have such a connection with this band, more so I think than any other band. We never met them like we had the Goo Goo Dolls, but for some reason this band just has so many memories with us. Yeah. And it's just, we are a lot more emotionally invested in this band than any other band. And, and I will say too, real quick, with the emotional thing, like I think this is, for us, the first time that we listen to music that we actually felt emotional about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of songs that, you know, I can name and whatever, but I, I think that that's why we hold this band in such high regard is because yeah. 
it like for us it, we, it was i think our first real emotional raw reaction to music mm-hmm. where everything else was just kind of the peppering and then this is yeah. where it you know yeah. busted the door open and, and that's the tragically hip now yeah. you know they started in the 90s so that's why i said they could have been the 90s band too that i chose but all you know a lot of their stuff in the 2000s is absolutely killer i know i i'm pretty damn sure i know what my brother's gonna say for his favorite uh song but for me are you talking off this album no what my uh, favorite song it just no, in general yeah. okay go ahead so in between evolution 2004 yeah. great album yeah. Great from front to back, but hmm, I'm gonna have to go with "Are We Family," oh. which is such a nice, soft, soothing song with good lyrics, mm-hmm. and you know it hits that emotional kind of feel to it as well, and you just can't beat it. Gord Downey on vocals with such a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Paul Lanois and Bobby Baker on guitar. Absolutely. Uh, Gord Sinclair on bass. Bass, yeah. and then John, uh, Johnny Johnny uh, Faye, yeah, Johnny Faye on, on, drums. on drums. Yeah, it's... and it's just so amazing. The bass line in "Are We Family" at the end is so catchy. Yeah. Once you hear it, you're not gonna be able to get it out of your head. But I think you know when I think of my our favorite memory, and I think Jordan will agree, and then I'll get back to you know my favorite album and song. I think. The, the, the moment for any hip fan that you really become a hip fan, and I mean in love with them, you go to a concert, and at the beginning of the show, they come out and they play a song called Grace 2. It's off a day for night. And it was, the, the opening line in the original song is, they say I'm fabulously rich. But when they, when they played the show live, they changed it, and, and Gord would come out in a very energetic and Demanding. theatrical way demanding that everybody say they said i'm tragically hit and the moment that lyric was said by gord downey the crowd went nuts that was when you knew you were in for the best concert of your life and you know we've seen a tragically hit a lot and a lot of times i probably i mean a lot of times it's kind of hard to even keep track but you know i think for us the hip was just that was the band that showed us how much music can mean to to a person and, uh, you know, for me, it's tough because, you know, I'm going to try to stick with what we're doing, which is picking albums from the 2000s. If I had to pick my album from the, the 90s, I think you and me would both agree that Fully and Completely is probably the, the most iconic album. But if I'm picking one from the 2000s, uh, I want to pick something different than, than my brother. I would go with World Container. Uh, World Container to me was just a very, very poppy, but still very them album. And I think that, you know, I, I, my first show that I ever saw them was the World Container Tour, I believe. And uh, when I heard that, I just, I remember listening to the album and then hearing it live and realizing how good they are at doing what they do. And that they don't, you know, cover anything up in the studio. It's really them, you know, performing the way that they want to perform. Um that is not at all what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Depression Suite off of We Are The Same. So, so, yeah. So, that's where it gets tough. So, even though World Container is my favorite album, my favorite song by them, again, in the 2000s, is the Depression Suite off of uh, We Are The Same. We Are The Same is a phenomenal album, and I absolutely love it. But the, that song in particular, I think, reaches out to a lot of people in a very, again, emotional way. Yeah. And... Uh, 
the, the, the song, when we were growing up, when we listened to it, we always said it could be multiple songs because there's so many different sections and breaks and, you know, and things like that in there. So it's just one of those songs that you listen to and you get very emotionally invested. And it's something that every time I listen to it, it's, it's stuck in my head for days and days mm-hmm. before I hear something else catchy that, you know, kind of get it out. But, um, I think just overall that the, the tragically hit for us is just yeah. They, there's no words to explain how yeah. much they have changed our lives and yeah. you know unfortunately really. Gord Downey a couple of years ago passed away due to cancer, um, which is very very unfortunate. You know obviously anybody that knew of the hip or Gord Downey we we miss him very much. It's you know very hard that he's yeah. not around. But you know when when you go back and listen to the music and and things like that, it really shows you. Uh, you know how much they care and one of the other things I, I I forgot to mention was you know before when we were talking about Genesis with stories I think Jordan can agree that the hip is another great one um, more so and again it's tough because we're talking about the 2000s but in the early 90s when they when they started coming out with you know Road Apples and Day for Night and Fully Completely and stuff there's a lot of really intricate stories on there that are also very uh, again just entertaining Gord Downey was an entertainer for yeah. sure and you know Again, in my opinion, I would say that for me, Gord Downey is my favorite front man of all time. Yeah, I think I just when you were at shows, he always kept you entertained. Yeah. What about you for the, what are we, early 2000s right now? Yeah, so uh, for 2000s, I went with one that I, I kind of wanted to pick one that not a lot of people give enough credit to. And I think it's tough, be, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that, but mine is John Mayer. So I think that John Mayer is just one of those artists that... I think always kind of gets overlooked as as at how talented he is just because he comes out with you know more poppy uh, you know type of music that you know typically I will say earlier stuff is more towards females and you know I I understand that but John Mayer overall is just an incredible musician um, and he's one of the very few mu- musicians that I listen to that I can say he's amazing on acoustic guitar and he's amazing on electric guitar. And uh, John Mayer just, I think, personally has a very, he has a very old soul, but is is putting that into new music, and he's kind of, he kind of started something a little different from everybody else. Um, but when I think of John Mayer, and I think of, you know, 2000s, and I, you know, I think his most iconic album, for me at least, is Continuum. Um, so this album, you know, was, was kind of, he had two albums before this, but I think this was the one that really broke him out of a box, right? I think he was always considered to be that, oh, you write songs for chicks and, you know, things like that. And then this album came out and I think he started kind of making different strides towards things. But um, on this album, it's really hard for me because there's so many good songs. And I would say that four of them uh, are Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Stop This Train, Gravity, and Waiting on the World to Change. Now, personally, my favorite album on this, uh, or song off of this album, excuse me, is Waiting on the World to Change. I think that was just kind of a, a... it was just a unique take on somebody looking at the world wanting it to get better and not having all these bad things happen and and things like that, but also putting it into music and you know just getting it out there to people in a in a good way. So so here's a deep memory um, that I just thought of with that song because I would also have to pick that song as being my uh, favorite John Mayer song. I'm not a huge John Mayer fan, but yeah, I know that Jeremy's gonna remember this, but. When we were growing up, we had a babysitter before school, 
and we would watch VH1 or MTV oh, yeah. and yeah. watch what was it the countdown? It was v, it was VH1 top twenty countdown, and then it was there was one for MTV. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but, but regardless, and we remember watching and listening to that music video in the morning. Whoops, uh, watching and listening to that music video in the morning, and it was just you know that's a memory that's yeah. imprinted and and you know i think it goes to show too like you know i think one of the things that jordan because jordan does know john mayer he just isn't he isn't into him as i am but i think like the one thing that we've talked about before is you know you can look up videos of john mayer playing guitar and no matter what he plays it, it's amazing but i think what shows me at least that he is a great guitar player is even in that song i think the solo might be eight notes total and but it's just so good and it's like, if he can play eight notes that good, imagine what he can do with, yeah. you know, how many more. Um, now, I will flip it over, even though I did say that uh, that that was my favorite song. Live, if you actually go to uh, iTunes, whatever you go to, his live album, there's a song called Neon. And the acoustic guitar in the beginning of that is just absolutely amazing. And, and the, the guy is singing and, and playing these very hard... Uh, you know, riffs and stuff all while singing. It's just, he he's a, a very underrated guitar player and vocalist, in my opinion. Um, and I think that, you know, people should give him more of a chance than they do. Um, and, and if you ever wanted to listen to anything very bluesy by him on that live album, he also does a cover of a Ray Charles song called I Don't Need No Doctor. And it's, uh the, the intro to that is very bluesy and it's just, it's very, very well played and, and great guitar. So I would definitely recommend uh, giving him a chance if you haven't listened to him. Mm. So what'd you pick for the, th- the, or wait, are we on 2010? Yeah. 2010 ish. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't really know what to name it. There was no yeah. good way to put it. So yeah. we're just going to do the tens and the twenties present day and, and be done. So this artist, uh, it, it has changed my life. I think more than any other single artist has, and has inspired me as a guitar player, as a songwriter, in my vocal style. Yeah. Even somewhat of fashion style some days, I guess. Yeah. Um, a lot of influences coming from yes. this person and band. But uh, it's going to be Lowest of the Low slash Ron Hawkins. Because Lowest of the Low is still making albums. Their hits were back in the 90s. But they're making albums still, and Ron Hawkins does solo stuff as well as his other band, the Do Good Assassins. So, he he's got a lot of music. Yes, and he has a ton of music out. Different bands and solo yeah. stuff, and there's a lot of stuff you can get into. But and their latest album being Agit Pop. Yeah. But um, you know, he did a solo album, Spit Sputter and Sparkle, in 2016. He's he's just been all over the board, and he has so many different styles. He can have some grungy, like, punk rock stuff, uh, especially with Lowest of the Low. And then he can have some soft piano songs. Yeah. As well as a little bit more country stuff as well. So he's all over the board, but it's all amazing stuff. And it's I think the thing to point out with that, though, too, is that it's him. Yes. It's, you know, like, no matter what he does, whatever style it is or genre or whatever, it you always know that it's him and he yeah. and he pulls it off in such a way that it it's almost seamless like you listen to him do something country and it's like man he could have been doing this the whole time and i wouldn't have said anything you know what i mean yeah. it's just it's so good yeah and and 
I could talk all day about all of his music. I'm scrolling through right now and I'm finding so many songs, but I'm I'm gonna have to say my favorite album, 2011, Straight Jacket Love, Ron Hawkins. It's actually labeled country, but I don't think it is super country, but super amazing album, solid album from front to back. But my favorite song, very hard to choose. Oh boy. But I'm gonna have to say Diamonds in the Water. Oh. Because yet again it tells a story. Yeah. And you know, when you listen to it think after you listen to it think about like i think about this story that ron hawkins at uh so we've seen ron hawkins slash those of the low i've seen him dozens of times not dozens of times but at least a dozen times now yeah and there's this venue that we've seen him at called the only cafe up in toronto and it is a room that fits 20 people and he plays concerts there and Mm -hmm. we've gone and seen him there several times like that and he tells stories and engages with the crowd more so than he would, you know, at a bigger venue or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us a story about when writing this song after it was done, he was like, well, the lyrics weren't meant for that, but every lyric in it kind of is a lyric explaining how Alzheimer's affects people and dementia. And so whenever you think of the, whenever I think of the song now, it's kind of upsetting and a little depressing, but it's like, you know a song that everyone can relate to because, you know, we've all had that person probably in our lives that, you know, has has gone through it. So you can, like, listen to the lyrics and be like, wow, that really does, you know, that hits home or something like that. So, you know, for me, that's my favorite. But uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, again, you know, Ron Hawkins' Lowest Hello, that was kind of another one similar to Genesis where I got into it a little bit later than, you know, my brother and obviously my dad. Um, For me... Ron Hawkins is just, again, he's a very emotional artist, and I think Jordan will agree with that, that, you know, you can listen to something that he does that's super slow and, you know, has sad lyrics, and then you can go all the way up to something that's super grungy punk rock, like, in your face, like, take that. So they, they again, are all over the board, and I think that's, you know, a very good thing with artists is you want to get different perspectives of what they can do, and he's just had so much that, you know, I mean, he can do anything and. and and it's it's always great, um, but for me, this is very easy for me as far as the album, just because this was again kind of the album that really showed me how great Ron Hawkins is. Um, and it, again, lowest the low is great. Early nineties wanted to stick with the two thousand ish era for the or the two thousand ten era for this. So I picked uh, Spit Sputter Sparkle. I think when just that album for me for for him was. Very unique, very different, but it was still yeah, And that's probably the first album I actually really got into Lowest of the Low slash Ron Hawkins yep. was Spit, Sputter, and Sparkle, but from there I kind of fell in love with everything, but continue. And, and you know, the, it, it's tough because, again, this is, and Jordan will agree, and I know that he has a tough time with this too, this whole album is amazing. And, you know, some of the other albums that we mentioned by other bands, like we might skip one or two songs on it or they might not be our favorites, but realistically this is one album that i can tell you front to back there's not a single song that you should skip um for me i'd probably say my favorite it's it's between a couple but my favorite on the album is probably chrome Mm. um very catchy very lyrically again i mean any song you listen to him lyrically is amazing but this is another one that i think uh really encapsulates like kind of his writing style and like what he likes to talk about And, and and ron hawkins the the nice thing about him is he likes to get into he likes getting into heavy issues. He doesn't yeah. really mind talking about them. Um, 
So I think, like, again, when you talk about, like, you know, kind of sad things like Alzheimer's and, 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 you know, a couple of the other things that he talks about, I think it's very important. And, um, you know, for me, again, that album, if you haven't listened to it, please do. Um, I would say it's one of my favorite albums. I know my dad considers that to be one of, if not his favorite album. And Jordan, again, he thinks that's up there as well. So uh, Ron Hawkins, again, just an absolutely phenomenal artist. His lyrics are great. I mean, you can look up live shows of him, too, playing mm-hmm. acoustic. Uh, the other place I was going to mention, too, is, yes, he does play at The Only, which is uh, one of the songs I actually wrote on, on the first album is about that bar. But um, before, a couple of years ago, he would play at a, a place called Graffiti's. Uh, and that was a little bit bigger place, maybe 30 to 35 people. But again, it was kind of just, you know, one of those small bars you go in and he kind of plays acoustic and does his thing. And the one thing I like about Ron is he always tries to get different people to come in and, you know, kind of play before him to kind of give them credibility yeah. and, and things like that. So we found a lot of artists that way, too. Several, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but for me in the 2010, again, sort of era, for me, it would be Arctic Monkeys. Uh and again, that was kind of tough because that's another, you know, 2000s band that I could have picked. But for me, it was Arctic Monkeys is just kind of that, again, it's that rebellion music that, you know, when you're, when I was in that age, when I was, you know, 15, 16, whatever, however, however old I was, uh, very rebellious, you know, kind of standing up to your parents and, you know, kind of doing all that stuff that you do when you're that age. Uh, Arctic Monkeys was that. And for me, even though, again, we are talking about, uh, you know, the 2010 kind of era, for me, if you haven't listened to it, and, and it's, again, just one of my favorite albums from front to back, again, is it is from 2006, but it's uh, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. Um, the whole album is uh, amazing, again, like I said, but for me, my favorite song on this album is When the Sun Goes Down. Uh, very... It, it 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 kind of again goes like you were saying with some Genesis songs. It's so, it starts very soft, and then it just gets really punk in your face. Yeah. Let's go, and it's it's always one of those songs I can put on that kind of gets me you know in a great mood for something or just mm-hmm. you know feeling really good. Um, but again, it's tough because there's a lot of great stuff on that. I mean, uh, Marty Bum is another great one. Red Light indicates doors are secure. I mean, the whole album's great. Uh-huh. Um, but no matter what you listen to by Arctic Monkeys, you're gonna listen to something good. Um, you know, the newest album that they came out with, which is uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, is probably the first album where they went really different from what they usually do, but it worked for them. And uh, I was actually very lucky. My my best friend and I, uh, this was two years ago, I want to say now, 2018, we got to go see him at uh, a venue called the C-Mac, which is uh, Rochester area. And uh, we got to go see him there. And it, when I say that out of everybody I've, I think I've seen live, they were one of the most accurate from the album. It was phenomenal concert. I mean, he sang amazingly, uh, Alex Turner, who's the lead singer. Um, but everybody played great. There was not a single thing out of place at that concert. And it was, uh, one of the better experiences I've had seen a newer band, uh, live where a lot of the older guys, like we said, tragically hip and, you know, some of the other ones, they're always going to be great. But, you know, this is a band that I think is still trying to push, you know, for that rock music in a, in an age where, you know, I don't really yeah. think rock is as prevalent. strong and yeah. as prevalent as what it used to be. So no, I agree to that. And, uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Arctic Monkeys AM. Yeah, another great um, album. Are You Mine, probably. I'm not a huge Arctic Monkey fans, uh, fan. Excuse me, I'll listen to them. But uh, this is probably the album I listen to. It's actually the only one I have downloaded right now. And but, this um, is, uh, real quick, this is 2013. So this is kind of the beginning of the 2010s. 
Um, and, and there was a lot of bands around this time that were doing kind of the same thing or trying to do what Arctic Monkeys was. Uh, and I'm not going to name any of the bands, you know, because again, I still like these bands too, but I think Arctic Monkeys has always been the one that's kind of yeah. pushed forward. So yeah, for sure. So this brings us to, to the our last, last one. one. Yeah. Um, kind of went through that quick. And you know, we put it as present time. So like I would say anything from like 2015 to now. I would, yeah. Era, I would agree. You know, around there. And for me, I'm going to have to say, so Ron Hawkins would have been in this category for me too, but I wanted to clump him in with low. So the low as well. Yeah. So I had to say that already. But for me, this is, they're a little more country, but rock as well. And for me, I just think it's a, you know, something, a unique voice and something that everyone can listen to. Um, and that would be Jason Isbell or Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. And the first album I heard, which is also my favorite album, is The Nashville Sound by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. And let me tell you, what a solid album from front to back. And yet again, tells stories, very emotional and heartfelt. You can mm-hmm. relate to these songs. And, you know, he himself went through some personal struggles being an alcoholic and all of that. And you can feel all of that pain and emotion in all of his songs. And, gosh, if I'm going to have to pick my favorite song, hmm. I'm going to have to go with Something to Love, which is the last song. And it's basically a song, and it's saying, I hope you find something to love, something to do when you feel like giving up. And it's just something I think everyone can relate to, is that you hope that you find something to love, and, you know, something you can do when you feel like giving up. And it's yeah. just, you know, something that you can rely upon. And I think everyone can relate to that. So, And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's – I don't – I haven't listened to, to him as much as Jordan. I, I do love the album. I have listened to it maybe once or twice now. So I can't pick a favorite song off of it yet. I'm going to give it a couple more listens before I do. But, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things that him very similarly to Ron Hawkins, they're both very raw and authentic – Yes. Within yes. their music. Um, and the the one thing that we forgot to mention with Ron is we actually got to meet him a couple of the times that, that uh, we went I, up there. I've met him several times. He's met him several times. Himself. I've met him, I think I've met him yeah. maybe two or three. But, you know, he's just such a genuine guy. I mean, he is. I mean, he, he comes yeah. out and he talks to the fans and he wants feedback of the show. And, yeah. you know, he'll, you know, have a beer with you and whatever. I mean, he's just a really solid guy. Yeah. But, you know, again, with Jason Isbell, who's Jordan, who Jordan is, is talking about, he's, again, just one of those guys that you can listen to music and you just instantly feel connected because yeah. he's talking about stuff that everybody goes through. And and we haven't seen Jason Isbell or met him or anything like that, but I'm hoping to uh, yeah. when we're able to start seeing concerts again and he starts touring. Yeah. I want to see them very badly because it's just a uh, yeah. amazing, an amazing artist. And, uh, yeah. and, and I think like with his music, the way it is on the albums and stuff, I think listening to it live would be very... Yeah. Very good. It would yeah. be it just again, it's one of those artists that if if he sounds the way he does on the album live, he's he's going to be one of the ones that we're really going to enjoy seeing. Now, uh so the last one here that we're talking about I think is a big one cuz this is uh this is probably yours and mine favorite from the past couple of years. Yeah, and I would that's say kind of, like that's rock. Like that, and, pure and, rock. And, and that's what I was going to say is this band is very 
very iconic to us because this is one of the very few bands that we are listening to, at least currently. There's probably other ones that is actually making blues slash rock music, like actual genuine rock music, right? Yeah. So this band is Kaleo. So fun fact, they're, I, I believe, an Icelandic yes. band. Um, and they have one album out currently, and they have another one coming out sometime in 2020. There's no release date, but they have four songs out on it. When I say that this album absolutely changed my life, probably more than a couple of the other artists I actually set on this list, this band just showed me that rock can still exist, and it does still exist, and that you know people like us that like rock and roll music, and yeah. you know don't get me wrong, there's some stuff, alternative stuff that's coming out now that's you know pretty good. Um, but, you know, genuine rock and roll. And, you know, Kaleo is just that band. You know, the the thing for me is, one, he has vocals like nobody else. He can go from an absolutely beautiful high-pitched falsetto yep. to a just raspy growl that just kind of yeah. shakes you. And then the other thing is the guitar player. I don't know his name. Um, I, I will say I haven't looked into it. But whoever he is, he is just one of the most bluesy, spot-on, great riff-making guitar players that are out, you know, now. And I'm not including people that have been making music. Like, you know, Slash is obviously still making music. I'm talking about people that are recent. It's just, again, phenomenal. But the, the album, uh, which me and Jordan are both going to say just because it's the only full album that's out is A.B., um, and my favorite song on it, I think the one that really, well, the first one that got me into them was all the pretty girls, which, uh, as much as I love, like acoustic slow stuff, my favorite on the album is no good. That song just starts off in such an up-tempo, just, it really gets you going and it, it and his rasp in that song is just, it, it, it's like you want to be out at a bar drinking beer and, you know. So, so the one thing that I will say about the album is it is 10 songs long and it's, split up half and half with I would say yeah that's... with pure rock and roll songs and then more of his falsetto just beautiful beautiful well yeah acoustic songs more acoustic style. songs and I'm gonna have that's my favorite album like we said there's only the the one in the EP out but regardless my favorite is gonna have to be save yourself because yet again it's a very emotional song and people can relate to it I think um and it's just very good falsetto, acoustic, just beautiful guitar. And um, and he's another one, I think, uh, that I think for me and Jordan... Because me and Jordan took a shift where, you know, we were playing electric guitar for a very long time. Yeah. And then acoustic for us when, like, you know, we started listening to John Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls and stuff like that. We kind of started to get more into it. And then me with John Mayer especially. Me with Ron but, Hawkins. Yeah, Ron Hawkins with you. But I think Kaleo... A lot of the acoustic stuff is so simple, but it's it's just beautifully written. And again, very real, authentic in, in most of the music. The one song is uh, is in Icelandic, so you can't understand it. I've never looked up the translation, but um, just the whole album is very raw and very real. And, you know, one of the another song on there that I think is very relatable is I Can't Go On Without You, which is, yeah. you know, basically about a girl. And, you know, I think we all have had that where, you know, you're in a serious relationship and it ends and you think that you're never going to get through it. And, you know, but I mean, again, just the whole album is is phenomenal. And it, it talks about a lot of very real stuff that we deal yeah. with on a day to day basis. Agreed. And uh, definitely, I would give all of these artists a look if you have not heard of any of them, or if you have not heard of the songs, I would give them a look. Yep. Um, 
we would love it if you guys, you know, I, what I don't know whatever you're listening to it on, whether it be Anchor or Apple Podcasts, whatnot, uh, leave a comment or a review and, you know, give us your favorite songs or uh, artists that we might not have heard of yeah. and just find music that you love because music is like, it's the soundtrack of your life. So there will be times when a song will stick in your memory, then it'll be tied to a situation or a person or whatever. And it, it makes, makes it special and you'll, you'll Very. love it. And, and on top of it, if you play an instrument, learn a song from one of your favorite artists. There's mm-hmm. nothing more satisfying than it. And my brother can vouch for me there because yeah. it's, like I've learned some Ron Hawkins songs and I've never been so happy before to learn a song and write your own stuff too. Yeah. And I started writing my own music, Jeremy did, but I've gotten more into the lyrics yeah. than he's more into the guitar. But And make sure you share guys too. That's the other big thing I tell people is if you find music, just send yeah. it to people. Get it out there, you know. If there's newer artists you can support or, you know, anything like that, just make sure you do it and really get into music with people. Yeah, and try to see them live when you can because especially when they're just up and coming, it's cheap to go see them. And then and you concerts can be, are yeah. one of the best ways you can spend money. We yeah. both agree with that. I mean, we've, we've been to seen, 50, 60, yeah. 70 plus concerts and, yeah. you know, everyone is an amazing experience. So if you guys don't go to concerts a lot, please get out there and start going to see and and start with something small and just work your way in. But yeah. it's definitely, music is a life-changing thing, and I, I, I want everybody to be a part of it in some way. I agree. Way, so. I cannot agree more. All right. Well, I think uh, that's our cue to start wrapping it up. Okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Jeremy, thank you for uh, being on. Oh, thank you for having me. I had a great time. We'll definitely uh, have to get into another chat one of these days and yeah, see exactly. what we come up with. And Give us uh, ideas, guys. If you have any ideas, you know, let them know when... comments or messages you know you have all of the social media so let us know what you want us to talk about yeah and uh speaking of social media if you guys want to follow me on instagram where i post everything about this podcast follow me at jd underscore outdoors 1773 and uh have a good day guys thank you see you guys